0: Good evening. It is such a pleasure uh, to be standing up here, uh, preaching to my church family, to my family here, uh, my friends, uh, Paige's family coming down uh, and seeing seeing me. Um, it is it's such a joy to to be up here uh, in front of you guys and be able to uh, herald the word of God. Thank you for uh, to, to Pastor Dave for. Teaching me all that you have uh, over these past three and a half years, and especially going into um, this season of, of lots of lots of learning, it's uh, it's been quite amazing. And thank you guys for letting me be up here. Um, I'm going to. So we're going to be spending some uh, the majority of our time in First Thessalonians chapter one, um, looking through verses uh, one through ten, all of all of uh, First Thessalonians. We're mainly going To be focusing in on uh, verses 6 through 10. Um, So turn with me there. Uh, I will read uh, and then open us up in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, and God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead." Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that today you will use me as your mouthpiece, that your people will hear a word from you. Lord, I pray that I will become less and that you will become more. I pray that you are preparing our hearts for your perfect word and that your spirit is moving here today, Lord. I pray that we will receive your word with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and that we will hear a word from God, not a word from man. Guard my words, and let only that is true leave my lips. Lord, we ask all this in Christ's perfect name. Amen. So when I was six years old, I began receiving an allowance from my lovely parents. Uh, as a six-year-old, $6 is pretty awesome, all right? Uh, didn't see that kind of money. Uh, I was very, very excited. I was filled with joy from receiving that money for doing chores that I probably couldn't do all that much as a six-year-old. But when I received that six dollars, I received it with so much joy. And I I kept it and stored it up. And uh, still have some of that money today thanks to saving with my smart parents. Um, But the the receiving of that um, is much how uh, I believe as Christians as we should receive the word of God with tremendous joy um, and um, a, a childlike joy. And so let's look at this text. Um, first, we're going to be looking back uh, at a historical context uh, as to why Paul is writing the Thessalonians. And um, what happened when he first went to Thessalonica. So we're going back to Acts, which is a few chapters back. It's uh, the first book of the Bible after uh, after the four Gospels in the New Testament. And uh, we're looking at Acts 17, uh, verses 1 through 10. It says, Now when they had passed through Anthropolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So the reason we're looking at that is we want to know why Paul is writing to the Thessalonians. Um, we can see that, that Paul was in Thessalonica with a purpose. Um, that he was there for three Sabbath days, so he was there for three weeks. Um, Reasoning in the synagogues, as it says, explaining and proving why it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. We also see that people believed in Jesus' name um, and that they were driven out by jealous Jews. Uh, And Paul does not know how they're doing now. He was separated from them, and he did not know what was going on. So he sent Timothy ahead to, to find out how they were doing. And this is after he's received word from Timothy about the Thessalonians. And um, now he is writing them um, this letter with joy. Um, So we can see that they are indeed following the Lord. Um, Looking into 1 Thessalonians, verses 4 through 6 is my first point. uh, Receiving the word in affliction. Receiving the word in affliction. Uh, so how did the Thessalonians receive the word in much affliction? Let's read, starting in verse 4. Let me find verse 4. There we go. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction. When I, when I say affliction, when it says affliction, it's talking about suffering. Um, so anything that is, that is causing harm or suffering. Um, we saw in, in Acts that the city authorities drove Paul and Silvanus out of Thessalonica, took took money from the house of Jason. Um, they They claimed that they were turning the world upside down, defying Caesar, saying that there was another king, Jesus. And so the consequences of this in that time was death. So the Thessalonians and Paul and Silvanus could all be killed for this. Um, we can see in, in, in verse 6 where it says, You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction, that receiving the word with affliction is uh, imitating Christ and Paul. Um, there's a theme of affliction or suffering that we see throughout Scripture and throughout people that are in Scripture. Um, you see it first uh, w- with Christ, the suffering that he endured. Um, we see it with with Paul uh, when he receives Christ. Um, we see it with, with the Thessalonians, uh, that they were um, suffering, that they were afflicted. Uh, they could possibly be facing death. In the 21st century now, um, how are we afflicted? How can we be afflicted? Um, as Christians, we could be viewed as socially awkward. Um, we may be at risk of losing our jobs. We could also um, – we, we might lose friends, um, be looked at as as bigots. People may say we use hate speech. It could mean awkward times with your families or friends. Um, people may view us as closed-minded. Um, but more importantly now, how are we receiving the word with affliction? How do we receive the word with affliction? Um, first of all, we will never be afflicted if we are living life um, like, a, like I've heard as a salad Christianity. What I mean by salad Christianity is um, going through a, a salad bar, and just picking and choosing whatever you want to put on your salad. Uh, I'll take, you put in whatever you want to put in. Um, (laughs) That's what a buffet is. So, um, with the salad Christianity, um, uh, in terms of Christianity, uh, we cannot say that uh, one part of God's word is true while the other is not. We don't get to pick and choose uh, what truth to believe in. God's word is God's word. Um, For the Thessalonians, they could not follow Jesus and continue to worship the idols that they were worshiping. They could not follow Jesus but not believe that he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is here to save them. Um, And um, that is because Scripture is breathed out by God. We see that in 2 Timothy. It is sovereign because God is sovereign. We do not get the luxury of deciding which sins are okay and which are not, um, or which truths to hold on to and which not to. The Bible speaks of such people as lukewarm. And so receiving the word with affliction, uh, what that looks like is completely trusting in God's word, despite what society says or what our flesh believes. It is taking God at his word, uh, no matter the circumstances, despite what our flesh believes, contrary to God's word. Um, Going on to my next point uh, is uh, receiving the word with joy. Um, Looking through um, verses 6 through 9, it's pretty obvious. We can see how the Thessalonians were receiving the word with joy. It says, and you became imitators of us. We can see that the the word um, receiving the word with joy for the Thessalonians led to um, the word going forth becoming an example, turning from idols to serve the living and true God. They were excited. they were joyful to to um, proclaim God's word, to send it forth. Um, they became imitators quickly because, of receiving the word with the joy of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that that, that they could become those imitators, that they can imitate Christ and Paul by the Holy Spirit with joy. Um, Paul was only with them for three weeks. I think that's important for us to to remember, um, that he was only there for three weeks. So it really wasn't anything that Paul could have done. Think of the people that that you've only known for three weeks in your life and how much of an effect you have on them. Most most of them might not be very much. Um, but he can see the, the, the imitation from the Macedonians and Achaeans, what they are saying about the Thessalonians. Um, when we, um, receiving the word with joy in this text is not where it ends. Um, we see in verse 7 that there's a clause that says, So that... So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Ikea. There's an effect from receiving the word with joy. It's becoming an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Ikea because they had the joy of the Holy Spirit. Um, Jerry Green, uh, who's a member of Park Baptist Church, um, his joy, um, despite fighting cancer, um, has been so encouraging to me. And, and I know uh, so many of, of us um, college students. We, when, when you come to church and you see Jerry, you say, Jerry, how are you doing? He says, I'm here. I'm here. You say, how's your energy levels? Not good. I'm not, I'm not doing too well, but I'm here. His joy when speaking and loving the college students uh, can only come from the Holy Spirit. There's no reason that, that a man who is not related to any of, of us younger people should love us the way that he does in the way in the way that he is suffering he is he's showing this joy of the Holy Spirit um, so but what does the joy of the Holy Spirit look like we use Jerry his, as an example right there um, but more more precisely the joy of the Holy Spirit makes us want to look more like Christ it drives us closer to him like the Thessalonians It's to drive us to repentance and to be an example to all of those around us. So what does joy look like? Um, I I like to think of Christmas morning um, as a a young child, not being able to see any of the gifts, but you know that something's there. You get this feeling up in you. Uh, For those of you who who are parents uh, holding your child for the first time, uh, there's a joy. And joy is different than happiness. Um, Ice cream makes me happy. But love brings me joy. Um, love from family and friends and, and from the Lord brings me joy. Um, and so we, uh, so, so how do we receive the word with joy and from, with the joy of the Holy Spirit? And what do we do once we receive the word with joy? Um, we receive the word with the Holy Spirit and joy by actively listening, praying, and reading uh, from God's Word. Pray for the Holy Spirit to bring you joy in the Word and allow you to receive it with joy. Spend time reading His Word on your own and look to others for help. Be in communion with, in community with your local church for the preaching and listening of God's Word. And listen intently for where the Spirit leads you. When we receive the word with joy, we go forward with the word, with joy. Romans ten fifteen says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. That joy that we're talking about, that joy that we see in Jerry Green, the joy that the Thessalonians had, that was imitating Christ and Paul, um, radiates. And if that joy radiates, where will it radiate to? I don't know if, if Jerry knows how, how much his joy has affected me and all the college-age students. Um, it could radiate to your husband, to your wife, to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers, to strangers, um, to neighbors. Never underestimate how your joy in the Holy Spirit can help others. My third and final point um, is receiving the word in hope. Receiving the word in hope, so looking at um, verses nine and ten, is uh, it says, for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Receiving the word in affliction, with joy, with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Led the Thessalonians to repentance um, from worshiping idols. Now, these these idols are very different than the idols that we have today. Um, their idols um, were more of statues. Uh, we we have we have more of a of a subtle a subtlety with our with our idols. Um, in the 21st century uh, today, we may not worship idols in the form of statues in, in the U.S. as others do around the world. Um, but we do have idols. We have idols in um, your job, your money, your car, celebrities, um, sports teams, relationships, yourself. I think yourself is a big one. We don't realize how much we idolize ourselves. Um, we we are told in society, um, do whatever makes you happy. Do what makes you the most happy, um, where uh, that is worshiping of the self, where God is saying, "No, no, no! I want you to worship Me uh, and Me alone. I am God, and there is no other." Um, so, so why were the Thessalonians so joyful? Why were they so willing to suffer and be afflicted? What made them turn from idols? It wasn't Paul. It was it was nothing that that Paul did on his own or said on his own, it was Christ and Christ crucified. The hope that we have is the hope to save us from the wrath to come. He He died. Uh, Christ died the death that we deserved because we were separated from God. We were enemies towards him. Where, uh, we were helpless without a savior without Christ we are helpless we are hopeless Um, on the last day friends where will your hope be Um, where will it be found will be found in your bank account um, your grades your relationships your bodies um, your intellectual ability your house um, maybe your marriage friends the only thing can save you from the wrath to come uh, as did save the Thessalonians is Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected and sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty the only hope that will be lasting is Christ crucified and resurrected I pray that, that if you have not Begun a relationship with Christ. Have you not um, accepted Him as your only hope on that last day that, that you do so? Um, let me pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is perfect and true. Thank you for Christ being crucified, Lord. I pray that when we receive these words, that we receive them despite affliction, despite suffering, with the joy of the Holy Spirit, that only you can give, Lord. Lord, I pray that that we will receive you as our only hope, as the only one who can save us from the wrath to come. Lord, I pray that that be ever on on our minds and hearts. Lord, thank you for tonight for your son Jesus Christ and you pray